Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, this is Simon Strange. I'm the head of Sunstone Games, makers of Kaiju Combat, and you are listening to Nerdy Show. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Tony. Hi, I'm Hex. I'm Brian. And you are running with the pack now. This is lightning. Lightning Dogs is a post-apocalyptic um, awesomeness anthropomorphic dog story that, that we came up with um, by accident one day. And, and we're still apologizing for it. By it, making more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's been so popular that, that we did we did one by accident. We did one on purpose because fans funded it. Now we got to keep doing it because uh, the only way that we develop this world and these characters uh, is really when we sit in a room together recording these podcasts and if we don't do it here it winds up working its way into other podcasts and well they kind of deserve it it's really disorganized shouldn't take away from the other podcasts it should just really be its own thing so So are are, are we kenneling the lightning dogs ideas is that what we're doing Uh, uh, leashing them really i gotta check the dictionary and see if that one applies (laughs) actually we have a hub now for uh for all lightning dogs activity at nerdyshow.com slash lightning dogs we also have a facebook page so you can like us in this episode we've got to this might be the one this might be the one where we really like finally really put a bow on this proverbial setup thing we've got so we've got so many characters uh so much about the world but we don't it's not finite yet right right in the last episode we mentioned that we were working on a six-page comic project uh, and that script is done, and the comic is being developed currently. Yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, it, Except or, no substitutions. Lightning Dogs, the official script, has been produced. But Brian, are you unaware of this? No, I was aware of this. I was being like the audience going like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, I was like, because if you didn't know about it, that's not cool. That's not, that's not, that's absolutely that's not, not cool. That's not how we do things at Lightning Dogs. <laughs> we run with the pack. We run as a pack. <laughs> that's exactly. That's the tagline. That is the tagline. Run with the pack. December 2013. <laughs> so in order to do that script, we had to actually flesh out Lightning Dogs a little bit outside of the podcast. We, we started to share document. We were writing stuff back and forth. We've and kind of figured out the three. We, we've got three of the characters like set in stone yeah. at yeah. this point. We, we worked with what we had that we knew was finalized. Yeah. So we didn't introduce any new characters. Well, kind of. 
Um, <laughs> That's and, for the dear readers to, to find out. <laughs> we we worked with what we had, so mm-hmm. um, now we have we get to sort of finalize some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so hard, like because we behind the scenes have done so much Lightning Dog stuff. Right, it's, right. It's it's really hard to figure out what haven't we told them. Well, um, I mean, they know. I think they know the three main characters because we talk about them the most, which is Angela, the Basset Hound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Stupid! I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, Dingo, the Dingo, who's like their leader, and Angela's um, second in command, second like, command yeah. infiltrator, infiltrator. Yeah, that she's got the sniff power. She got the snout that can sniff out trouble. Pierre, who is he's like, yeah, he's he's the Panthro. Analog. Yeah, he's like the Panthro analog, except way cooler than Panthro. He's a bit more like what. Yes, he's he's leaner than Panthro. He's kind of like a kung fu mechanic. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. He's he's the hand. Is that exactly top. what Panthro is, though? Is he? Was yes. he a mechanic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't make. Well, 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 we didn't. Shit. We didn't. Fi- we didn't finalize uh, Pierre as a mechanic, though. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Thundercats fan, so I don't. Yeah, I, I, no I, idea. I plead ignorance. <laughs> Although I will say, I will say, when I when we were working on the script for the comic book. I was like, uh, everyone should have like their own special skill. If Angela's is like, she's like the infiltrator. She's kind of small. She can, you know, like r- rough and tumble. That's her thing. And she can smell everything. What's, uh, you know, what's Pierre's thing? And I'm like, oh man, if he had like this really lean figure, like he was very skinny and he's got like, you know, the poodle afro. What if he had like nunchucks? And then I was like, but well, wait a minute. I don't want to step on Thundercats territory. <laughs> and I, cause I, I was so not a fan. I've never watched Thundercats. Then I'm like looking up. I'm like, what did Panthro do? And it must've just been osmosis. And I'm like, God damn it. What the the nunchucks. Oh. I think the thing that, set, that sets him apart, if we do keep him as a mechanic, is that he does have a very lean figure. He's yeah, more like, no, he, he looks very different. He does look different. So, which going up with this episode, in case you haven't seen them yet, official lightning dog designs. You're not you're gonna have him. You're gonna put him online. Link, to, link to him on this web zone. You damn skippy. Uh, in, yeah, in the interim, I did a couple lightning dogs pictures Wait. myself. Oh yeah. I have, I have a totally unrelated question, but it needs. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, go for it. Can we start a lightning dogs web ring? <laughs> well, on, on GeoCities, is that even possible anymore? Does that happen? We do have a Lightning Dogs guest book, though. You could uh, you could go and log in and uh, leave us a little scribble. Thank us for inviting you to the a wedding. Paw print and the what's what's the thing you put in your dogs nowadays? The tracker, the little 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 uh, it's some chip thing. Chip thing. What's it called? Uh, we, computers. We, you put prism in there. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, thank you, everybody. <laughs> So it's so a wait, wait. Why do we want like an Angel Fire website with a MIDI of Dust in the Wind playing in the background for Lightning Dogs? Why do we want that? <laughs> Rotating skulls. I think and you just your own question, Cap. All we but are anyway, Pierre, dogs in the wind. Pierre. So uh, as far as as far as we go right now, I'm just recapping. Yeah. Pierre doesn't really have a weapon. He's more of a. He uses his fist. He's, he's the way I've broken it down at least, and you guys can correct me if mm-hmm. this isn't going to work. Uh, this is why Dingo, we're here. Dingo's going to be a, a knife specialist, uh, bladed weapons. Kind of tying in with the the dingo, the Australian. He's going to have a giant machete, a little bit of crocodile Dundee. Okay, okay. Uh, Angela's a grappler. Right. Tying in with, she's kind of got this low center of gravity, very stout, yeah, very muscular. Yeah. And Pierre is lightning paws. He's he's the hand. Yeah, because because I would say like if Angela's power was to smell things, Pierre's power was to move lightning fast. Like he's yep. like a really quick guy. So that that's why kung fu really works well with him yep. right yeah with dingo though i liked i liked an early drawing that cap did where he had like a holster on the side are, they, mm-hmm. are we gonna give them like weapon weapons like i mean like well, what you what you might have not noticed about that gun that he's firing is that crystals. there's there's crystals jammed into it oh 
So okay. at some we'll point they figure out a way to, to use the crystals. Yeah, to weaponize crystals so we can have classic eighties like that's laser awesome. on laser battles. Yeah, yeah. That's because that's like that's everything I want in a cartoon. <laughs> so it's like there's more laser, more purple lasers. It's like you can you can't have enough. But I, I felt that we needed to bring back some of the bladed weapons at least a little oh, yeah. bit because when we were initially pitching lightning dogs was the whole idea that instead of Thundercast, which had a lot of the sword and sorcery meeting mm-hmm. a future tech. We were going to do future tech meeting sword and sorcery. Yeah, yeah. So and it would make sense that you know that. you you land in a post apocalyptic war zone. You know you can you can get bladed weapons fairly mm-hmm. easily. So it all makes sense. At least I feel like that. So. Yeah. But uh, other than those three, th- those are the only ones that are set in stone. Yeah, we those are the ones have, that we, we even have other dogs to go with. Like a couple archetypes that we'd like to have. We know that there's going to be a Wamariner. I'm still not even know what that means. It's it's this like um, shiny gray short furred uh, kind oh, of oh the dog the yeah. dog breed okay I thought I thought that I th- okay I keep confusing with the wily kit wily cat Wamariner I'm like is this more characters from Thundercats we gotta leave that shit behind wait wait, <laughs> wait okay so for the for the wily kitten cat we need a corgi and a valhund which is a kind of corgi <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay here's here's an idea I had I don't know if I've shared this with anybody yet. The idea is like we've we've toyed around with this like the, the idea of the terror terriers as mm-hmm. a or um or these corgi situation as, as like this whole wild calamity corgis. Yeah, we don't know what to do with mm-hmm. them because kid characters are kind annoying. of annoying, and we decided to come up with this this kind of angsty teen character instead. Seemed more interesting. Yeah, we haven't we haven't defined that character yet. And an idea I had to reveal the wily kit wily cat thing eventually would be to uh, have a a diamond dog because the diamond dogs are actually dogs from the the you know canine homeworld right encased in a crystal uh chrysalis of uh crystal and all that right mm-hmm. uh so it's it's a four-armed diamond dog that's actually two dogs if it ever broke in ha- can break in half and it's actually two small dogs mm-hmm. so, oh yeah it's, it's yeah, like, like like a goro kind goro of goro meets master blaster yeah wait, wait, but <laughs> with two kids inside of it <laughs> I, I am entirely down with that. Uh, yeah, we, we, how do we feel about that? That's, that's pretty I good. Think that would be a phenomenal action figure. And there we okay, go. It that's would be. Just, it would be cool if like they're fighting the one that, like the it. one that looks taller, like just slightly taller than the other diamond dogs, and they're like, "You take the big guy." And then like they start fighting the big guy, and it's like, "Oh man, he's tough," but I think I finally got him beat. And just when you think it's like, "Oh man, he's finally got him," two more arms just <laughs> pop out of the sides. You're like, "What?" And then they start going nuts. Way better than General Grievous. <laughs> i just remembered something that we should probably bring up uh, as soon as we can on here first of all there's been a tremendous fan response to lightning dogs and we love you guys oh my we god are yeah. thrilled in this fan response there's been so many suggestions it started off as a trickle and then it ended in a tidal wave and there's been like <laughs> huge posts and everything and here's what's happened because when lightning dogs started like developing and we started getting kind of serious about it and started doing this comic book we realized that we can't actually take any kind of solicitations from from the outside. I don't want to like. I don't want to say, "Hey, fans, don't 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 send us suggestions or anything." Right, but right. the fact is, I haven't actually like. I started. I started, read them all. I started reading them, and, and then I, I actively said, "I cannot read this. Otherwise, it was it's gonna like throw right, off what, right. we're, what we're doing here." And and because you know, we might actually we like Lightning Dog so much, we might actually do something with it. Right, like, we don't right. want there to be any like being like kind of rights rights confusions mm-hmm. or anything like that. So. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I, well, even think, just developmentally. You know, well, no, no, no. I, th- I think what I think what we could do is like we'll we'll have to go do our thing with lightning dogs, get the world built, get the characters built, and then if we decide to do something with it and something comes of it, that'd be that'd be fantastic, right? But obviously. then, but then afterwards, do like what they do with Warhammer 40k, just sort of crack the universe open. Like once it's established, then then let the fans like have it be very interactive with the fan community. Like not that they not everything they say is suddenly canon, but the idea that. 
no, you too can contribute to, to the you you too can expand the world of lightning dogs if you really wanted to, and right? If, if you really worked on it, well, but, throw not, the fans but not, a bone. but not, but not like not now <laughs> because just throw the hands of bones. What you said, <laughs> but not <laughs> throw a bone. Not this early in the process because we still don't know right a lot of things. Or something we mentioned early on is like, wouldn't it be great to do a role playing show with lightning dogs? Right, right. But I, now I've got to the point where that makes me really nervous. Like we don't even know the characters well enough, so all of a sudden we'd be pairing off and actually letting members yeah, of Yeah, and our- we're not going to have everybody... It's like, in order to find out who's going to play uh, Pierre, we'll have to have a fist fight or an arm wrestle competition in here. And the, in like- <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, that character will be defined by a single person right, rather right. than a committee like we've been doing things. So it'd right. be really weird. It makes... I'm, not, I'm like... I'm like, that's I'm, down the road. We got right. to get the world straight first. We can't have it, a role-playing game before ex- the world is finished being it, built. Exactly, exactly. And and then, I guess that what I was getting at, I suppose, was... Um, Maybe we'd come up with something where it would be openly expandable. Like yeah. if we if we create character sheets for for lightning dogs, then all of a sudden people can do what they want. Yeah, with they can dogs. build their own and go on their own adventures. Exactly, yeah. and produce a podcast. And <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> why not? If you're that big of a fan, why stop? No, I'm just saying. You know, lightning dogs portion. I'm okay with it. Let's talk about the characters that were kind of on the table. We yeah, got the archetypes. Yeah, well, we got because again, just to recap, we got we got Dingo, we got Pierre, we got Angela. They're, they're pretty close to how the, I think they're going to be, and they're it, all kind of military. They're military brawler archetypes. Ish, so far. yeah, like they're definitely they're they're the experts. Yeah, and the the other characters that are the auxiliary characters, Beast Hound. We, Beast Hound, we yeah, he's, have yeah. Beast Hound pretty much figured mm, out. That's he's, true. Yeah, he's Bronx from Gargoyles. Hey, he's got a very he's got a very deep story. We just haven't explored it all yet. I can't yeah. wait. Well, to, he might. But, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna. <laughs> Tug at your heartstrings, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Wolfman Jack AI. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that I think we'll need a little bit more, a little bit more, for l- that. a little bit more on that. But we got to figure out. We want there's got to be a scientist, right? You know, the master expert, the master. The, well, the, the scientist and master expert could be two separate people. The scientist master expert could be two, two separate people, and one of them could be the teenager. Or maybe the teenager I think we nailed down was going to be the the tech expert, the hacker. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the story we worked Roller out. Blades. Well, I, I love <laughs> yes. I like yes. I like uh, uh, Hex's I, comparison from from earlier that it was like the the John Connor surrogate, like the the wayward sort of teen who's really good with the tech stuff and is somehow good with the human tech and is able to like figure that stuff out. Whereas no, yeah, everyone a else better has, like, actor than what's his name. <laughs> kind of like and, how he's a savant, like he just naturally is able to somehow connect. With yeah. the human tech, like he just so it's gets like these it. kids that just get technology, and these old people that go, "How did you? How did you make it do yeah, that?" Yeah, I mean, he hacked some kind of a military system. He got sent into like some sort of juvenile Juvie, detention, Juvie and, kennel, or and whatever. he's paying his time by going on this mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say he, but actually, we haven't even determined what gender this character. We need is. more girls in it. Like, we need more. Yeah, we have. We, we need we, some. Bitches. We have one. <laughs> we have one so far. <laughs> Two, and, I thought. No, no, we got Angela, and that's. Pretty much yeah, it. I, I have I ha- I created a female character which we'll get into, but I haven't we haven't actually formally discussed yeah, we, we whether or not she yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. Even. Okay, the tech expert, the sort of a scientist or anthropologist or archaeologist, the master sort of, expert, maybe basically, or whatever. basically master expert. If we if we if we have a too big a team, then it's sort of a problem. But I'd say yeah. five or six is where we should stop initially. And then of yeah, course, yeah, there's the obligatory expansions that happen in later seasons. One when, you could lose one, replace one. Yeah, whatever, have whatever. the B team that exists in base A. You know, air quotes, I air quotes, you know, follow up seasons, whatever, right, right, whatever right. that means. Right. Well, it would be a good chance to figure out what characters work well with each other and what yeah. relationships to explore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so during this process where we were coming up with characters, I we, we were we were building out this Bible, right? We've got all this this like text. We took all we listened to the shows again. We wrote down all the notes. We got it all straightened out. And in doing that, I 
came up with two other characters and I wrote okay. them down at risk of forgetting about mm-hmm. them. The first one is a female character that I, we just mentioned. The Whamriner? The, the Whamriner, yeah. I, want, I thought a Whamriner would be a very interesting look for a Lightning Dog character. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted another female character. Right. So I started drawing this female Whamriner, then sort of worked in a backstory retroactively. The idea would be that, and this is all tentative because we we have been doing this by committee, so I'm right, not going right, to just right, like right. throw this down. This is what like, you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a engineer slash grease monkey. She basically works in tandem with Pierre mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Like he's he's kind of the the hot rod junkie when it comes to building all these old cars up and everything, but she's the one who sort of like actually knows how they work or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Her power is called blind shot, which is that she has an augmented awareness of spatial relations surrounding your proximity. So she sort of has a super hearing. Of, a, not not super hearing, it's like she says as a, a spatial like it's like imagine like a psychic echolocation. It's not okay. sonic based, but it's like it's awareness based. So um, like she can she can pick up if people are nearby. Yeah, and she can. Uh, what what I more, define more like, it by more is, like the sixth sense that dogs have. You'd say it was like the 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 angle. I, I guess so. Uh, by by its name, basically she can she can shoot enemies behind her back without looking. Right. I don't, whether or not her aim's good, that's or like you know, that's sub- subjective. But yeah, like she's she's unbeatable at fetch ball. Like she's <laughs> right, right, right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, another note I had was that she was uh, charged with keeping the teen in line. Uh, she doesn't know systems though. She knows hardware, so she's able to sort of put this this kid to work so that's that character and in in many ways she does seem like rather auxiliary by comparison to the other right right. that's why we get that's why we gotta get out to start expanding it yeah and you had you have another one i do have another one uh this other one is uh this is the master's expert i i was on wikipedia looking for dog breeds and Mm. i came across one called cane corso and it's an it's an italian dog that looks really cool and I'd never heard of it before and thought, that's just, that's a good name for somebody. That does sound cool. I, was, I can't picture what, I don't know what the dog looks like, though. Like, do you, I am Kane Corso. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can bring up a, a picture here. Well, because, I mean, it's, a, it's we, a pretty gnarly dog. It kind of looks a little pit bullish. Well, like, we got to be careful, though, because, I mean, Dingo is the, is the breed of the dog and his name is Dingo. And everyone else has yeah, got a name. Honestly, Kane Corso is such an awesome name. Kane Corso is a great name, but, like, is it going to get confusing or weird if we start calling character names the breed names? Well, like too much. Depends yeah. on how we spell it. We'll add an. We'll add a Y. I, I, I did change. I did change the spelling. Okay. It, it's it's okay. Kane Corso with a C. I changed it to a K. Oh, right, okay. pretty good. <laughs> I think you're ready to write the new game in nineteen ninety three. Kane Corso is an Italian breed of dog from years valued highly in Italy as a companion, guardian, and hunter. Hmm. So that's interesting. Just that guardian and hunter bit. So I was thinking. Okay, so I've got this name. It's it's an Italian name. So what if we have the sees the Italian equivalent of you know the dog race, just like Pierre's you know French, right, to a point, or or, or Creole or something, <laughs> right, right. He's this master's expert. So I started thinking about well, what what kind of dialogue can I create with these these factors? Mm-hmm. As a master's expert, I basically said, okay, well he's he's Catholic or he was raised Catholic. That if the de facto Catholic being like some really heavy-handed religion in the dog world of the like, master of, of the, masters. the masters yeah. i got you okay i'll be like what did, did, did a human leave rosary beads behind <laughs> on the planet but no no yeah i, I, I get what you're saying uh I, i'm just uh, in order to say it more concisely let me just read what i wrote here mm. he is an easily irritated italian type think a mashup of jean renault and boris from Goldeneye. of course hmm. neither of those characters are italian or you know whatever mm-hmm. but, the archetype yeah he's thick-bodied a bit uppity he wears glasses he can be charming but it's in a sleazy european way this guy puts his research before everything and easily puts others and sane judgment at risk for the furtherment of knowledge. He's potentially a turncoat, but he's not all doom and gloom. Like Boris, he's funny. His family were devout worshippers of the masters. 
Uh, though he has no delusions that they were mortals, he holds on to complicated stigmas and guilt from his upbringing. He wants to laugh in the face of his world's gods, but deep inside, he still longs for their, their acknowledgement of him and their love. However, despite Kane's many flaws, he's not a bad guy. There's just a substantial cultural difference between him and the military types. He respects those who don't take things too seriously unless there's something that Kane takes seriously. He isn't a trained sniper or anything, but he's comfortable with a rifle. Possible ability, geomancy, because that's good for digging, and he's an archaeologist. So, like, he can sense mm. things underground? Or he can actually move the ground. To a, oh, to a small extent. Okay. He's an Why spender. is he with these guys? Why is he with them? Because he's the master's expert. Like, they're going, you're going to the master homeworld. Right. You got to have a guy that speaks the language. So the military offer him protection, and he's okay, on his so personal this is quest. The, what, this is what's his name from Stargate? Daniel Jackson. Yeah, basically. Except uh, not as nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Except a, like a real dirt bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he moves dirt. <laughs> so obviously that's, that's actually pretty dark. It's pretty heavy handed. That would be sort of the, the subtext to this kid's show that we're developing. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't really go down the, those roads exactly. Just be kind of in the background of the character. I, li- I like uh, Dr. Kane Corso has a nice ring to it. Yeah. When we were at Heroes Con, Cap kind of pitched me these characters, and Kane is one that I immediately latched onto. I really like what we can do with this character. Mm-hmm. And would it be of- doctor or would it be professor? No, is professor or doctor some? Like, what's. Uh- I'm a professor of archaeology. Well, well I mean, professor would suggest that he wasn't a practicing. Well, then again, it, I guess doctor isn't necessarily. Do- doctor mean. is, I mean, you earn a doctorate, you don't earn a professorship exactly. It's true. So, but I mean, yeah, it's like, but a, a, a professorship like usually implies that you also are a, you have a doctorate in order to be able to teach that level. I suppose. I don't know. I think doctor sounds more intense. But like, how does? But like, I'm just saying, like, literally the word. How does the word sound? Doctor Kane Corso, Professor Kane That's Corso. Correct. Like Doctor Kane Corso definitely makes it sound a little more menacing, in my opinion. That sounds like a closer to like a, a like an evil '80s villain. I said, or Doctor Lizardo from. Um... Oh yes, Doctor Doctor Emilio the Lizardo, an Italian yeah. doctor. There we go. <laughs> That's what was going on in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. So um, either way, well, I mean, like either way, the the character seems like it's got places to go. I just worry yeah. I, again. It's like the, my 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 concern is simply not getting too you know bum bummer. If he's just like, right. Oh, you know, no, the no, masters, no. That, you know, like that, that's, that's not, that's, that's why he said that the, yeah, the humor, he's got he, the sense of humor. Or whatever. Yeah. He, he's, he just, he's a shit. Right. Like, like he's kind of a lovable shit. Like he, he's obsessed with his work, but the thing is like, and you can't really dismiss him because you as a viewer are interested in his work. He's mm-hmm. kind of fascinating. Would you say he's the most charismatic of the group? Depends on who he's being charismatic to, but yeah, probably. I mean, like from the audience standpoint, he has a kind of mystique, but I mean, I don't think anybody would trust him. That's definitely something he'll struggle with. Or they think, you know, I, I think there there's going to be multiple instances where this character could Glampire might make some deals. Would like so he, would he and Dingo be the ones butting heads the most? Oh, totally. Okay. Because I mean, because basically Dingo's Dingo's there for the mission, mm-hmm. then protecting his world from from Glampire, like ever getting a hold of the Farfetch. Kane is on his own personal quest. Right, like, right. Okay. It's okay. the pack versus a lone wolf. Kind of, I'm seeing, I'm seeing like, uh, I can't remember the character name from The Dig. <clears throat> that guy, in the, the, was it the German guy in The Dig? Who, I'm, like, uh, you're I'm not familiar with this now. Oh, the, 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 the LucasArts game, The Dig. Oh, that game. I've never played it. Yeah. There's, there's a character, um, when they get to the alien planet, it's a character who's, uh, uh, starts discovering the alien powers or whatever that are like buried in all this, you know, ancient city and stuff. And he kind of doesn't report in as much. And you, the main character, you're just like, Hey man, you haven't, 
been off on your own a long time. He's like, I'm busy trying to figure out how this power and stuff works. And he just kind of gets too obsessed and he kind of goes nuts or whatever. But there was like a lot of interesting stuff that happened there where it's like in the game, he became more of a bad guy. Whereas it seems like in the show, it's like that's obviously a point of contention for them. You know, yeah. he's like, you know, he's he is for the mission, but he is like got a strict moral thing where like ultimately if it's between the mission and his personal feelings like, you know he's out he's out for knowledge but right. also at the same time uh glampire getting a hold of farfetch is not in his interest right, right and like right. if if he if he went into a deal with glampire he would be planning how to betray glampire right. but he also wouldn't be able to let the lightning dogs know about his deal with glampire because they go crazy on him so he does consider himself to be smarter than like all of them oh yeah he yeah. he is an egoist yeah yeah okay and then on the on the topic of the Womreiner and how we kind of said that she seems a little more ancillary, I don't necessarily see that as a problem, because what the the archetype that I picture her as is Kaylee from Firefly. I'm, she is necessary to keep every gear turning. That's one I was gonna say because if um if Pierre like is into the cars but he's not really like the the team mechanic or right, whatever. He's the wheelman. Yeah, if he's like the wheelman or whatever, I don't know. Like we'll, we'll have to figure out the balance, but I think. Uh, the Narisa Pierre might be like the central love interest is how it feels. Cause if they're both like interacting more than any, than any of the other, two, than any other two lightning dogs interacting more and more, like there might be a uh, unrequited, uh, funny banter sort of uh, potential there. I think it could happen. I think it might be one of those, uh, those uh, sort of TV show love interests where they're the ones that make sense. So they start being played up that yeah. way. It's and like, then, it's like they make sense, but it's, it's constantly a, will they, won't they? And not even because the characters want it to happen because you're like, they would be good together. Like they would, you know, like the audience is like, I want to see that happen. But, but then, then ultimately quite. like at some point the tables turn and she's like with Dingo. Yeah. And then, but then it's just like, wait, are you jealous? Like, no, I got nothing to be jealous about. I mean, just, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I just think there's a lot of, a lot of cool potential there. If we, if we, if we, if, cause like if she's the gearhead making all this stuff work and he's the one who kind of is into the car thing or whatever, there's like, so the grease monkey and the gearhead. Yeah. There's like a natural starting point for the two of them or whatever, which I think could be interesting. Cause it wouldn't make it to, add, first of all, to add another aspect to Pierre other than just being the Kung Fu badass, but also so that not every single person is either your military or your science. And, you know, there's some, you got to bridge the gap a little bit, you know, between, mm-hmm. between that. So that could be cool. I, I mean, I, I like those two characters. I think we need to address the, the elephant in the room, which is our, our tech head. Yeah. The, the kid or whatever, kid. the teenager. Yeah. Okay. We, um, mean, do we even have a breed. We don't, we don't have, we a, don't have a breed. We don't have, a, breed. Anything, we don't no. have a gender. We just have, we have, we have some really cool character details. If we can figure out like, those two elements will have I have a question. Yeah. Is blade is rollerblades like underlined? Yes. Uh, yeah. I have okay. underlined it. <laughs> I have underlined under three gonna, times. Brian, tell you what, I'm gonna put it in red. Thank you. Bold, italicized, underlined. Three exclamation points. Now, Hex, this this hacker character was nearest and dearest, I think, to you. Do you have any ideas? Not really. I just thought with all this technology, if we're gonna have two hardware experts, it'd be great to have a software expert and hmm. to kind of like make the teenager kind of feel useful in this group dynamic of a bunch of trained military experts. If we had someone who just had this natural affinity, um, I just thought putting it kind of into her hands would make her make them want to incorporate her more and want them feel that she's also necessary for the group instead of just like, Oh, we have to protect her. What's what do you think? Do you have any strong feelings for any particular breed or anything like something that would fit that? Not really. Beagle. I, I've been racking my beagle? brain. I heard I mean, beagle. Beagles beagle. are cool. I don't know. Like beagles mm. don't seem angsty. 
but they can. You get that floppy ear draped over one eye. I, I, Brian, I see it. I'm, I'm, I Google beagle pictures. I'm looking at these beagles here, and they're looking pretty adorable. But I'm also thinking, I bet I can make that beagle look sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I can give it the DreamWorks smile. I like beagles. <laughs> like I personally like beagles. I just. Uh, I have to see. I have to see. A, sorry, I've yet to see a sarcastic beagle. Is what I'm saying. It's like, oh, give me time. <laughs> give me time. Just picture the eyes closed slightly. Backwards baseball cap. Yes. Oh my beagle? god. Yes. Why are you even asking? <laughs> I'm kind of angry at you. <laughs> Fingerless Every, gloves. Okay. So wait. All the color palette for everyone else has to be you know fairly normal or whatever. This one, it's all '90s super neon ugly shit. Comic zone. Yes. <laughs> Fingerless gloves. Oh my god! I, I said I like, you, you said multiple colors, and you said multiple colored hat. I just thought of the Back to the Future Two Marty oh. Junior like Cafe Eighties hat. Just it, throw some circuit board patterns on there, and I think we got uh, <laughs> circuit board patterns. Uh, <laughs> all right, Oakleys. Now is <laughs> we we've used both the masculine and the feminine pronoun with this character. Is mm-hmm. there a compelling reason to make it either male or female outside of well we've got to feel the we've got to fill the lady quota? It would be really funny if they just never ever tackle just never it. discuss it. <laughs> if it's just a, like a, a neutral name, Charlie. Well, uh, we discussed at one point calling the, just having them call the kid kid. Yeah, and not really going anywhere with. It. I mean, you know, he's like I have a name. Yeah, whatever, kid. For some reason, this character is tough. Having to be the most angsty character, you know, gives it a, a hard image of like what I, I've yet to see an angsty dog. More importantly, a kid character is really easy to fuck up. And especially since yeah. we've had no, these other right, characters right. that have a real. I mean, there's a reason to have the, yeah. everybody else be what they are. This character, if we make it a girl, it could just be filling a quota. If we make it a guy, are we to, yeah. you know, if, if, where, if, why, yeah. why? If we make it a girl, I don't want it to be Ed from Cowboy Bebop. And that's a danger we run into. Yeah, okay. yeah. Go ahead. But that's a good point. With with this character being a kid, there's that fine line between being a really shitty kid character, and I don't mean shitty attitude, just like shitty as in the quality right. or something that's really cool. Which is why we've probably been very careful and very like we, we none of us have been really digging into it too much because it's so easy to mess up. Yeah, it's so easy to take it one step too far, and then it just becomes silly, or then it just becomes a throwaway thing. It was definitely something that when I was creating these other characters, I, I, I was like, oh, maybe I should. No, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to touch it. It's not going to be me who right. does. Well, because it's difficult. It's because yeah. again, to try and you know straddle that line between cool and cheesy, it's uh, it's it's, it's interesting. It's tough. Yeah, we already got a bulldog. We got General Wetwork. That was another one. That was another one that we we that still needs a little bit of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's auxiliary characters we came with like uh, the Fido Farnsworth and yeah. the General and these characters that we'll, we maybe see. Like once in the first season, and then like come back a little bit later once they reactivate the far fetch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gerald Barkley. <laughs> well, we know some breeds that wouldn't work would be like obviously like something like Beagle works pretty good so far. We know we wouldn't want something like a Chihuahua or a Great Dane. Well, here's a weird suggestion. How about how about a dog that's just going to be difficult to feminize? A Schnauzer, mm. or just like what about just a mutt? Like maybe that's why it's kind of angsty is because it doesn't really. It's just a mutt. It's just like a, you don't even really know what it is. It's a Heinz 57, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if it's just like a mix of things, like we can just pick a medium-sized dog and mix it with something. It, it can be a little bit more versatile if we just say he's a mutt. Like he doesn't right. belong anywhere. He's like an outcast. Not that there's I really like, like that idea. Yeah, and not, that, not to insinuate that there's racism on the dog planet, but just that... It, it makes sense. And, and congratulations, Doug. You discovered the obvious thing that our brains were just tiptoeing around the whole time. This, is, this was the <laughs> obvious choice. You know, this is the, you're welcome. I was just trying to think of like, why is he... 
conflicted. Maybe he's a mix between. Not to say that people who you know, people I you know, mix. Of what you trying to say about mixed races? I'm dude. not saying anything. I like the Cheerios commercial. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I, I thought it was endearing. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> but if it if, if it was, if the dog was a mutt, we don't have to. Uh, you cannot, y'all. You can't use that word. We can't say mutt. No, if we're implying that the dog is interracial. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. We're not. We're not implying that it's interracial. We're not. We're not even implying that there's racism on the dog planet. Just that if the dog is a mutt, no one even has to address that. They're like, you're just a mutt because that would be. You know, like, you know, uh, uh, mud blood, like, you know, I don't, you know, that, that'd be too negative or whatever. But if it's just a mutt and they never, you know, even people in the audience go, what kind of dog is that? Eh, it's probably just a mutt. Like, the audience doing that would be enough to be, make the character make sense. None of the other characters have to address it, I don't think. Cap showing me a picture. I can't. Oh, okay, because those are its eyebrows. I thought those were its eyes. I'm like, that is one ugly dog. <laughs> 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 it's, just, it's just got bright eyebrows. But yeah, like a mutt, just something that's, uh, you know, lo- you know, what's better than a lovable mutt? I saw I saw some pictures on the tumblers, a corgi mixed with a Doberman, and it had like a small corgi face but massive ears, and it was adorable. Of course, we're going for mutts, not necessarily the most adorable thing, but I, I think we can I think we can work with this. I think that's a good that's a good tactic. So we'll, well have you, you could test it too. You know, yeah. you could figure out what look looks best without being restricted. You can just draw the, random dog parts yeah. and then figure exactly. out what just mash it together. Well, because no, <laughs> Dingo, well, Dingo has to look like a Dingo. The scientist, the good new guy, King Corso. King Corso has to look like King Corso. Uh, Narisa looks like Narisa. Pierre looks like Pierre. Like it all, it all kind of makes sense. But for this character, if it's just a mutt, it can be male or female. Still be a mutt. Still look however we want it to look. Doesn't have to be like, oh, if we pick a dog breed that looks masculine, but it's a girl, is that saying something? Well, no. What if it's just a fucking mutt, and then we can make it whatever we want? Cool. I think there's a lot of subtlety to that, and uh, so if we if we all feel good about that, we can just like put a stamp cannon. on this, and we can just say this is she's the, a mutt. <laughs> yeah, and, and we do. Do, do we want to call the character kid? We'll call it, we can call her Kid for now, unless we, and then we can reveal her name like Uhura later. Just Kid, and then... K-Y-D-D. Uh, K-Y-D-D. Oh, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, wait. Now, if you say it's K-Y-D-D, and it's just like, what if she invents, like, a little monitor that sits above her eyes, and now she's Kid Vid? And I'm like, oh, Christ, we're going more 90s garbage. <laughs> like... You know what's bad? I missed that. I didn't realize that's how I was spelling that. Yeah, with the backwards baseball cap with the visor on? No, we ain't doing that. <laughs> no, you know what? Why not? We've already done the backwards baseball cap. We've already done the rollerblades. We're doing no, fingerless no, no, no. We're gloves. Doing... <laughs> like, let's... High tops. Thank uh, you. High tops when she's rollerblades to come out of the high tops. Yes. All right. <laughs> I want that slap I bracelets. The slap bracelets. <laughs> yes. That's no, that's slap, that's no, it's a slap neck. collar. It's a slap collar. You slap it around your neck. <laughs> that's but, the weapon. She takes it off and she starts wheeling it like a fucking whip. Brian, did you suggest that that was uh, some kind of a, a tech thing? Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know, but I, I like the idea of slap tech. So, like, what? Oh, dude, what if we just accidentally invented the newest coolest thing, where it's a slap bracelet, except it's also a USB drive. <laughs> it's like a jump drive. It's a jump drive. You slap it on your wrist. Hey, whatever. But then when you straighten it out, you can just stick it in your computer, and it's USB uh, jump drive. I need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> There's something here. Have Robo use it in, the ne- in an upcoming volume. Of course, she could always just take the slap bracelets to tie something together when it's really looks like an emergency. It's like. Can we can't keep all. track of all these cables. Hold on, I got this. And just, and just, and then. I'm sorry. We can't keep track of all these cables. The worst problem oh. that Lightning Dogs has to face. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, it's like they're under attack from like the Glampire, and the thing is, the thing's falling apart. But they need to get Wolfman online to open up the gate so they can roll she's, the pack out. She's got a fanny pack full of like USB cords and interface oh. things, but but definitely a fanny pack. 
We have just we uh. have instilled the '90s into a single character. <laughs> she but carry it, she carry a wallet with a chain on it, like wallet chain. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so that that means we have a cast of six, and I mm-hmm. think that's a good number. That's pretty strong. Yeah. I think. I think if any more pushes it a little too much. Yeah. All right. It's about time we cut to a track. This is a little something new from the Chip Tunes Equal Win Collective. They produce awesome Chip Tunes compilations and big ones at that. This is Journey Through Galaxies by DJJD, or Digited, I'm not really sure.
we have our plot. You know, lightning dogs. They come to this earth, the to to Earth looking for answers. They find danger mm-hmm. and have to destroy their way home in order to protect their home. Mm-hmm. Which in I, doing so, they are in the, the explosion. Queef. They're given the powers of uh, powers. Yeah. What are the kids' powers? Technomancy speaks the, to machines. But like, but you got to sort of explain me more on that as to how, like, how exactly, like, literally, like, just t- the kid goes over, puts puts her paw on something, and suddenly knows how exactly how it works, or like. Cause instead, I, cause I, cause of, instead of inputting commands, she can ask it what to do. So it's it's literally talking to but machines. If she, but if she's already good with machines, how's that any different? You know, like I, if, if her superpower is just a, a subtle a subtle exaggeration of her already superior computer knowledge, it enables her to have a more human connection. And of course, I use that term loosely: um, a human connection with machines. It's machines. almost like she's imbuing them with sentience, like. Well, more like you know, like she gets a hold of say an uh, an, an old subsystem. Well, this uh, this subsystem is uh, well more of an awareness, sort of an immediacy. It, it's it's more of a it'll end up being more of a plot device than anything. It'll be like instead of having to like putz around figuring out what's going on, she'll just know. Because uh, uh, like that's one thing I was just thinking like because if because so far every other person's power is like an extension of of what a dog can do. Dog doesn't necessarily. I see very few dogs on computers. Yeah. I mean, if you go, you Google it, you can find a bunch. <laughs> but just Google dog on computer and you'll, 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 you'll find a bunch. If Ding, like Dingo barks really loud, Kane Corso can like sort of be an earthbender, which is kind of cool. Cause just digging, dig, you know, like, with like yeah, like that, like to me, that makes sense. Norisa's kind of got like that sixth sense sort of thing where she, you know, like she can sense when someone's near. Angela can smell really well. Pierre's really fast. I don't want to just make the kid hear things really well, but um, there might be and something. Wagging you know, the tail really fast and causing tor- typhoons. tail tornado, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, I, 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 it doesn't. You know, she she doesn't have to have something that fits in with the rest of the group. But no, I, I, think, like, I, I think like we build her up as being so. She's already like a genius with master technology. Let's give her the tail tornado. No, 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 no that, just, that won't be helpful though. That's so? that's the fun of it. The, a useless power. That's a the useless fun of it. power. That is totally useful. <laughs> not, but not for, like I don't know because like you don't want to give her a power that would be like for a military person for like Dingo Dingo you know Dingo could use a tail tornado out to fight something whereas if the kid is the kid is not really always hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Fate. Like and the kids will sometimes have 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 a fight, but the kid's not always in direct danger of of a, of a fight. But when she is, is she going to be able to do something? Or maybe she doesn't know she has a power because it's more subtle or something. 
Until hey, like she's threatened. What, what, yeah. What if it gets defensive? Like all of a sudden, like you know, like she's working on the computer or something. I need more time. I need more time. That like you know, then she doesn't have more time. She kind of hulks like, out or something. Like there's, all, there's, there's like you know, all of a sudden there's crystals and lasers and like, but then she's not hit because what happens? Well, a big wall of wires just exploded from the like the substructure. I don't know, like Akira or something. The door. Hmm. I think there's something there's something to having it be like she's not aware of what she has. And they think that maybe she was just lucky that she wasn't affected or whatever. But like her her thread of the story can be because her thread of the story is her trying to find her place anyway. Yeah. So finding her power might also be, you know, like the audience might have a hint of that something's going on. But if she's not totally aware, her trying to find her place and her power all at the same time might be. Which could connect to the thing we suggested before, which is that um, at some point she like builds a robot or f- discovers yeah, an ancient AI yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or something, something. I feel, I feel. There's something there. Something feels very valid there. I'm, I'm going to keep the the title of Tail Tornado to work in somewhere. No, <laughs> no, it's happening, Hex. You can't stop this. Well, it could be a vehicle feature, or it could, yeah, or it could even be one of the Diamond Dogs. Which things. is, which is another thing we got to address, which is the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess, I guess, mostly we just need to draw them. Yeah, because, yeah. but you know, they've all got these unique vehicles. The, uh, the pack was what we discussed having like a, a big sort of tank thing that mm-hmm. the other things went into like a carrier I feel like that could use a little bit more definition it seems the, the, way, the way I pictured it that I remember the way I remember talking about it was that there's like a main tank which is like a sort of roving uh, unit that the three non-combatant dogs can ride in like Kid Dr. King Corso and Narisa can ride around in the tank whereas the other lightning dogs they can either have their own separate individual ones that sort of like right along right alongside it or whatever and of course you can always have a modification where you know you could you know a thing on top for them to fire laser like a laser cannon and stuff so like angela can jump from pierre's car on top of the tank and start opening fire and have all that you know cool fun stuff and everything so the only thing i was sort of against was the idea of them physically joining together and turning into something else because then it's like now we got fucking Stargate, Lightning Dogs, Prometheus, Voltron. Transform, Voltron. You know, it's like it's so many things stacked on top. It's sort of like, where are you? Where are you going with this? But if, but I do, but I do like the idea of them having like their vehicles and they're hot rodding it, and they got neo old fashioned hot rods with you know the rock and roll and Wolfman AI right. and everything over the radio waves and stuff, and they can ride alongside this cool tank, sort of the turtle I, bus of I, the uh, you know the, the tank. Like thinking of it as a tank. It may, may not be the best. It's yeah. it's sort of difficult for me in my mind. I'm like, okay, yeah. they, they shouldn't have something that powerful, like right away anyway. That's, right, right. Thinking of it as say the turtle party wagon, like an armored van kind of thing. That makes it. That I'm like, okay, well, that, the I, the party wagon, I understand. We can, yeah, we can yeah. work with that's that. more how I feel. Like, okay. it's like because it could be the party wagon is like you know every spy movie ever. You got the guy out outside the party. Yeah. With the earpiece in, being like, "All right, you got to. He's up. You got to go left, and you got to go there. And I'm gonna hack into the security door and have it open for you, or whatever." And they're all doing that in the van outside. Uh, as far as villains go, mm-hmm. um, we got Glampire. Yeah, we have Halloween Jack. A little bit more. We'll have to discuss more about Halloween Jack because the last I remember, he was human. Then he's not human. I can't remember. Like he, like he was never human because all humans are basically done. Yeah, but he was like humanoid. But now he's not humanoid. Uh, no. My, my the way I was always thinking about him was that he's basically like. He's like green or whatever. He, he is what he sounds like. He's like a a ghoul, right? From like Fallout. Okay, like, he's like a ghoul. I gotcha. Like he he looks like a nightmare, right? Like a person, but not a person, right? Okay, okay. He has a gang. Let's say of other ghoul things, right? And he's a biker type, mm-hmm. sort of. Okay. And we we you know pull in a little bit from the David Bowie song. If we want to actually have noticeable buildings, and he lives on top of Manhattan Chase. 
but we, I guess we can, you know, we decide whether that happens or not. It doesn't not really, really important. He's the de facto flunky of Glampire at the beginning. You know, he he's the bebop and rocksteady, or right. Like he's like the low level guy that they send out first to check it out, but he comes back and is just sort of like bored. comedic <laughs> running gag villain. Yeah, I think he takes himself very seriously, but no one else. I mean, he's not an idiot, but you know. it's just like Ultros, where Ultros is octopus royalty, but he's still a running gag. <laughs> like he could be the most frequently encountered, I suppose, because if he's like, yeah. if does, is he head of a gang? Yeah. Okay, then there you go. Yeah, if he's head of a gang, then and, and like, he's not bad at what he was doing, but he's definitely bad at dealing with the lightning dogs. Yeah. Well, just, come on, man. Ooh. Fucking alien dogs from another planet. Like, <laughs> how do you deal with that? That's that. That could be fun. That could be fun because he could be our first contact after after the lightning dogs arrive back on earth the first living creature or un a living creature they run into is halloween jack and his gang yeah the first like real remnant of the old world or whatever he would then run back so if we're, if we're picture if we're picturing their arrival as your standard three episode you know like first right. intro to a series mm-hmm. he's episode one mm-hmm. or end of episode one beginning of episode two whatever yeah yeah lands back he runs back we're introduced to glampire and the diamond dogs you know glampire as well i guess we have to send out the diamond dogs fade fade in from shadow we get to see the glinting forms and then the conflict and then the far-fetched is destroyed i feel like halloween jack is just like head general of the masses that all belong to glampire and the only reason he's the head is because he's got just a little bit more intelligence than the rest of them it's kind of like like a like a general sort of position yeah like like, there's, these mutants are people. He's like king of New York or whatever. The yeah. Duke. He's like Duke of New York from uh, from Escape from New York. He's like the Duke. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, he's like living in garbage and shit. And uh, it, these these things are people. They're just not nice people. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and, and the way I see it is that the, the other roster of villains, I mean, think about it being as fleshed out as anything from like, you know, Masters of the Universe or whatever, like Glampire and the world of the Wasteland is just teeming with you know, mutant abortions of various mm-hmm. kinds, mm-hmm. like mash technology and freakish animal parts together as many ways as you can. Just you know, have fun with it. It's it's all about making the coolest looking action figure. It's not, right, right, it's, right. and that, then then that, figuring it out. That, that brings me to Captain Scrap, which is what I, I was, <laughs> like. I loved I loved Captain Scrap, and I'll have you explain because I was like, sure. Um, we were writing the comic, and we were coming up with uh, villains to be a sort of a second tier menace kind of pun oriented like coming up with the name but it doesn't uh basically it's like a turtle he's like a like a fucked up fucked up mutant turtle but not not the the teenage kind like yeah uh, yeah, yeah this is like a, a salty scarred up you know like loggerhead pirate with oh. <laughs> with a sword arm <laughs> and i think just as a nod his shell has to be made out of manhole covers not necessarily. Could, I, I, I would say I want to draw his <laughs> shell with manhole covers. He could have. I, I wouldn't be against him having a manhole cover shield or having a manhole cover on his on top of his shell as like a protection thing. Like if his shell is like all scarred and fucked up from like all Honestly, the battles. When I drew him, I didn't even consider a shell. He's wearing a big ass trench coat, so I don't know what's going on under there. Um, it didn't really come up for me. I didn't really consider it at all. It could yeah. be a soft shell turtle. Yeah. Which is Shrug. which is grosser. And you know, this is I mean it would fit with the whole like well, he's well, Captain well, Scrap, lives <laughs> in the scrapyard, you know, like Yeah, so there was there's uh Holly Jack, Captain Scrap. The other one that we have was Space Boy, which was just it you know, just another David Bowie reference. <laughs> uh an opportunity to play with the sort of like Johnny Quest space horror, unfathomable, unknowable yeah. kind of stuff. Really the the only like design I thought would be most appropriate is like a very featureless spacesuit with a big 
frontal like not a, a, a partial dome thing and inside of it instead of just being like reflection look close enough and it just you just see the infinite universe stare into it too long you go mad you know like shit like that i think i have to draw a smiley face on the front of it i think uh, i just i like that image the, the thing what? that i liked about uh space boy was that that's a villain they encounter later that can be like a reminder that there is a whole universe of this. It's not just like <laughs> it's not just you know, Earth. The yeah, entire it's not, it's not just Earth. It's been... like yeah, it's like you know, Lightning Dogs is like oh, we finally got a we finally know how to handle you know the Glampire. We finally really got a handle on him. Like it's gonna be back and forth, but we think we can finally handle it. Then you throw Wait, Space no, Boy in there, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like there's like there's always an and there's always like a new challenge up ahead and it always expands the world a little bit further. It's an opportunity to have like a creepy episode where they're trapped inside their own base and the power's off and there's this weird thing hovering through the tunnels. Yeah, yeah. But this is all shit that we like came up with in the between time. So like, yeah, what, okay, let's, what, what else do we want to so, talk about? So let's, yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let some new blood right now. Okay. I mean, we got, we got, we got a pretty good cast lockdown for like the main heroes. For villains, I mean, we already got, so if we got Halloween Jack, he's got like a gang. If he's like the first thing they encounter, he's like tier one right. sort of thing. Going up the he's ladder. He's a flunky. Yeah, he's like a flunky. They're like the putties, basically. Is that, is it, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay. Working your way up the ladder, you got Captain Scrap, uh, you got the uh, Diamond Dogs, you got Glampire, then you got Space Boy, who's kind of on his own. He's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, maybe is involved, maybe not. What are some other, uh, like, higher-up possible things? Oh, I remember we were talking about uh, a villain, like, a, a plant-based. Right, right, and our plant-based character thing, we, yeah. we, we were talking about... Well, we actually, we're talking about not a not yeah, yeah. a villain, but a hero. So, like, but maybe is is he an anti-hero? An anti-hero, anti-hero in the sense that maybe he's doing his own thing and it will sometimes work with the lightning dogs yeah. if it benefits him. Kind of like a Casey Jones type character. Well, even Casey Jones became friends with the turtles. Like they were buddies after a while. I'm right. going to put this out there. Silver Hawks. I'm familiar with the Silver Hawks, but I've never watched the Silver Hawks. What are you thinking? I am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chrome, space roaming, music playing. I'm just going to put this out there. SWAT cats. Like, what about it? I don't know. <laughs> just go with it. Uh, make it happen. But if we, so if we get a plant character who is like the champion of returning green to this world. Yeah, he, his whole Because the world is decimated. You know, the, the planet is, is toast. So if his goal is like, you know... Let's gonna, you know. Let's swap out something there. Mm-hmm. Not not champion. Mm-hmm. He's, the, is, he's the Malcolm X it, of the of the trees. <laughs> what if there were a whole bunch of these guys? So it's left. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I picture him kind of a torn hero uh, or a final survivor, like yeah. a last vestige whose whose war is over, whose battle is lost, but he fights on, knowing. Well, that hold on. If we're the sci-fi coming into the sword and sword and and fantasy kind of idea. What if instead of him being like a like a mutant or anything, he's like a, a forest spirit? And there are several different forest spirits or, or uh, spirits of that particular area. Like there could be a mountain spirit or something. And so if what the lightning dogs are doing is in congruence with helping that part of nature, the spirit would help them. But if they transgress, then the spirit would be totally against them. So when they start marking their territory, all shit yeah, goes yeah, to hell. Yeah, yeah, let's say if they start pissing on a tree, it'll be like, what are you doing? What if... I mean, like, even even looking for firewood to start a fire would be enough to make be a transgression. Get the, the forest spirit to go, no, you didn't, fucker. What if this this character is Captain Planet in a post-apocalyptic world where he failed? Like, Captain Planet is fucking pissed. Yes, and, and Major Globe. And, and not with the ridiculous powers of Captain Planet. Right. Not with the Deus Ex Machina powers of Captain Planet. But, like, 
an actual uh, an entity that had to be summoned. Its, it's worshippers are gone. It's and like like Brian was saying, like it's war torn. Like not like I said, not a champion. Something that's like it's 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 angry and it'll it'll fight you. It'll fight the lightning dogs when it first sees them. It'll like it has maybe a, a last stand, a place that it's you know it's got, and no one's even bothered to take it over because the world is so fucked. Who cares like about the little so grotto. like the last forest or whatever? Yeah, who cares about the little grotto where this thing like you know hangs out and mm-hmm. and then maybe you know the lightning dogs. And their presence there, he's like, well, maybe the tides turn. Maybe I can make a difference again. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. I do like the I do like the idea of a dynamic of a Captain Planet who has failed, like, and and yeah. and the Lightning Dogs. Even though he's technically not their enemy, they're always just like, dude, don't fucking do that because he'll show up if you do that. So don't do that, you know, <laughs> like almost like in a Beetlejuice sort of way. It's like, don't fucking do that because if he comes here, we're we're screwed. So let's see if we can trick Glampire into doing it. But of course, Glampire never falls for it. <laughs> Halloween but, Jack, on the other hand, oh, every yeah, no, fucking every time. time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. the lightning dogs went down into that tunnel. Let's smoke them out. Burn some wood, guys. And they start burning wood. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, hey, like, that oh, over like, there. like, like, like <laughs> Captain, Captain Planet meets Doctor Manhattan. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> oh no, it's that guy! Oh damn it! <laughs> but he, but he, 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 who knew trees are made of wood? <laughs> but he can't, he can't be too powerful. He still needs right, to be right, kind of right. like, uh, maybe he he would be that he would be extremely powerful if the world wasn't a complete dump. <laughs> right, but he he gets his power from the land that isn't ruined, and all that's not ruined is this little forest. And as the force is weakened, he loses power. And we, which we, is why it's really pissed when people ruin the forest. We get to do a really heavy-handed environmental episode. It'd be great. <laughs> I do. I do like the idea of he's got his own little forest. He's got he's got his own little area. I don't think we need to go so far as to say it's literally the only patch of green left on the whole entire planet. Like there should be a little tree here and there. Well, yeah, but the, the the last forest. Like right. there are trees, there are patches, but the, this is an actual like it doesn't. It's not like like a square mile or something. Like this is still a substantial forest, but in the long run, right? It's not. It's his. It's it's his territory, and it'll be like the nicest thing that anyone sees this entire time yeah. in, the in, fact, in fact it might be the only place that like like if you could physically go there and not piss him off just going there you'd be like oh this does feel like old earth you know right like well, because is- there, there would be clean water and shit yeah and, yeah and possibly even like normal animals that aren't all mutated to fuck yeah yeah like two of them we can't we can't have too many now well, just, I mean, because well, again, well, even if there's more than two of them, it's just like, what are they going to do? They ain't going to leave the fucking woods. You know, it's like, they're not going to be like, oh, it's so wonderful here. Let's go into the desert. <laughs> he's got he's got what appears to be normal animals, except we know they're not normal animals. So he is a liger. So it's, it's like it's a yeah, well, because this is thousands of years. You got Beast Hound like Beast Hound. Beast Hound isn't a mutant. It's just after thousands of years of. Uh, yeah. You know. Out in the, in the barrows. Yeah, wouldn't exactly. It be, wouldn't it be kind of funny if all the creatures in the forest were like the cryptozoological animals? Like you've got Nessie living in like the water, <laughs> yeah. Sasquatch walking After around. Years. A bunch of cryptids. What if? What if the plant hero is a Sasquatch? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, that kind of reminds me of. Um, but then this, he's not a plant hero. And, then he's just a nature hero. This goes back to something I said in the uh, the giant monsters episode. Out now for you to listen to. Old, uh, yeah, uh, How I Met Your Mothra. Check it out. Um, it, it's uh, Mondays on Nerdy Show. How I Met Your Mothra. <laughs> a Japanese monster movie I remember from when I was a kid. It was like a, a moss man. Like it was kind of like the old Sasquatch footage, but it was a creature that was made of like like moss and vegetation. And it was kind of horrifying as a kid. 
Is that getting a little too close to Swamp Thing, though? Well, it was very close to Swamp Thing, but it had sort of, you were saying Sasquatch, and I thought of, like, well, what about a green Sasquatch? But then also, plant character with human features seems somewhat, one, too close to Swamp Thing, and yeah. three, maybe just a little uh, untrue to its origins. Plants are very alien. Yeah. Doesn't it, I don't, yeah, it doesn't have to look like a, a human. Weird know. fucking orchid face, maybe. That'd be kind of terrifying, actually. You call him orchid face. Just like, like it's, it's <laughs> like, when he's just like, when he just it just seems like, it's like a... It's like a bud that doesn't open, but then when he's ready to attack, it just splits open like the thing. And it's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, Jesus. It's kind it's of beautiful. It's got its stamen on it's, me. It's, it's got its stamen on me. It's beautiful, but terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. With the like long arms and shit. And like the, 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 the other thing, too, is that if it like, this might be going too far, but if it could like pop up out of the ground, like that's how it shows up. Like almost like tremors or some shit where it's just like. You see the little Bugs Bunny tunnel coming through, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then it pops up, and it's just one of these spores. So it could, like, I don't want to go the whole Groot route, right. but like, if that thing never leaves its woods, but it could control, like, if like if it senses danger, it's not going to leave the protection of the woods to go right. out and take care of it, but it'll just send that send that shit out to do its work for it. And like, then you got Venus fly traps and shit, like, like, uh, like I don't want to say minions of it, but like. Extended extensions. extensions of him reach out and start, you know, taking shit down. So its like roots if, run the whole world over. Yeah, so it's like if Halloween Jack starts burning shit to like get the lightning dogs out of the tunnel. All of a sudden, outside these these roots and stuff climb up and grab some of them, keep them still, and then a giant Venus flytrap pops out of the ground and swallows a couple. And then after it does its stuff, it'll go away, or you know, the Halloween Jack will burn it or something, and it'll fall fall down or whatever. And the lightning dogs are like, "What the heck? What?" What is this? Like, this planet is mad. Like, what is going on? If they slowly, that could be something they can discover. Like, what's causing all this craziness? And then when they finally get in there, they get into the, discover the woods. And that, that's another way to open up the universe of this, of this planet. Like, open up the, the different locations Yeah, I mean, I figure we gotta have, like, th- we got a Thunderdome, you yeah, know, in there. Yeah. We got some, like. You got, you got the, that's what Halloween, Halloween Jack is like the Mad Max Thunderdome, you know, biker gang, like, decrepit city sort of thing. With this plant guy, you've got the nature aspect, but, like, grown out of control over thousands of years, but also peaceful, but also kind of scary in its own way. With Glampire, you've got, like, civilization, but in Twisted. the ruins of the old world, you know? But not in, not in the same way as Halloween Jack, and, and where it's, he, like, all gross and he stuff. He has his own Goblin Kingdom all sort of yeah, carved out. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But but his vampire kingdom, right? But his go- his goals are 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 very lofty yes, to, the, to yeah. the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, An idea I always like that I, I haven't really found a good place to throw in, but this seems like a perfect place to do it. Is the whole idea of like a robot city, like all of the robots of the fallen empires and whatever that are remaining have all congregated in this little patch of land that they're just trying to terraform into their own robot kingdom, six blocks down from the last forest. <laughs> You know, we'll just well, have, no, like, I mean, the last messages away. of all these it's, societies. It's like something that, it could be, like, uh, at some point, that becomes the new terror. That is the thing that is even making Glampire tremble. Well, let's not forget, well, because well, maybe because Glampire just can't sense robots. So that's what happens to Russia. <laughs> well, I was gonna, no, it's a good, it's a good thing you said it, because I was going to say, let's not forget, we're on the planet Earth, and we're not just in America. 
in you circuitry know. Russia. Like it could I mean, be machine control. Honestly, America is even in the post-apocalypse the most important part. Obviously, it's, <laughs> it's clearly even, even when all humans are dead, it's the best damn country on the planet. <laughs> you don't like it, you get out. <laughs> New York City is the best goddamn city out there. <laughs> you know, I I hate that we ha- you know because we have Halloween Jack, we really do need to have it like in the ruins of New York City. But at the same time, but, but I'm not, tired of New York City. Yeah, not necessarily. It could no. just be a major city. But dude, if 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 lightning dogs. If the if the apocalypse that took out the humans doesn't happen for another 100 years for us, who's to say that New York is that center, you no, know, but even metropolis or whatever? New York does have a very fundamentally important role because it is, at least in the context of America, where travelers arrive. But, but, Ellis but if Island it's dis- is the window to the right, rest of this world, so we right. can kind of use that. But but if but if if the world's destroyed, who cares? Like, let's just go with whatever looks cool and feels cool, not have to have it tied to the real world. Yeah, that's a know? valid point. Cincinnati. It's like because because really oh because seriously what would be the difference between Halloween Jack being like we say oh no it's New York and it's like destroyed New York or saying oh no it's L A but destroyed L A ultimately really what's the difference yeah well I mean in the ruins of Albuquerque <laughs> it's unchanged you're right Doug it is it is in the future that's destroyed is in the way future so there's right. no reason so for who us cares? to yeah we can't yeah, pretty much nothing would even look the same. Like, like, really, who who would it appeal to if the lightning dogs one day were like, I've discovered this human city was once called New York. And it's just like, oh, I you get mean, it. Like it's a New Yorkshire York. Terrier. Yeah, I get it. It's like New York. Maybe the Yorkshire Terriers originally came from here. It'd be like, well, the, the audience watching would go, so, you know, like, so, so they've discovered it's New York. Really, who cares? Whereas if if it's more of just like. It's Halloween Town and Lightning or uh, Lightning Jack. <laughs> Halloween Jack <laughs> runs the place. Then, like that's what it is now, and that's what matters. I, I mean, if we give like subtle clues of what it used to be, and the and the viewer figures it out on their own, right? Like, that's different. Be a fun little surprise for them. Yeah, like and eventually when the lightning dogs get like jets or helicopters or whatever, and they decide to go <laughs> check out the rest of this planet because the planet. I mean, again, we got other countries. You got other landscapes. We don't have to just stick to North American landscapes. If for whatever reason we want to go to the, it's like if, if Wolfman Jack was well, like, and I'm sure that the nuclear bombs did a really good job of terraforming the world yeah, to, to yeah. make it more interesting After for our a thousand stories. years. Yeah. So if like if if there's an like a mid season arc is uh, Wolfman Jack is um, the AI gets destroyed and then like oh we only have a few bit of battery left for Wolfman Jack to tell us like Wolfman how do we get you back? He's like you go down to Antarctica you can find like, my backup systems on the server you got to go and hack into the cloud and get it back so like they got to go to Antarctica and go into the like deep underground whatever using where the there was a radio station. Using the lightning and fight dogs mutant set. penguins. <laughs> fight mutant penguins. Yeah, mutant penguins are all or mutant polar bears or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Led by a robot. Yeah, and then you who know, thinks whatever. he's a penguin. <laughs> led by a robot who thinks he's a penguin. <laughs> Never seen that before. Except the robot can fly. That's why they worship him. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, it's time for musical interlude again. Continuing with what we established last uh, lightning dogs episode about keeping the music associated with lightning dogs uh, very eighties influenced and uh, looking to the the Blood Brothers mixtapes, specifically for reference material. This is another little excerpt from one of the Blood Bros mixtapes. There's two slices that I've mashed together out of the already existing mashup, so forgive me for <laughs> mashing up mashups. Uh, this is Philadelphia Morning by Bill Conti from the Rocky soundtrack, and Far From Over by Frank Stallone from the film Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. When we get back, more lightning dogs. Not a tease. You don't give a damn about one another. 
take to turn uncontrollable characters into one unbeatable team. You need this fight bad. You need this fight like you Okay, so we got we got a cast. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, we got I, some villains. I'm liking the villains. We got a couple villains and some great starting points for a couple villains. And I think another way to look at it is to say, let's think of villains and locations and how they can be tied together. Right. Like, because yeah. if we got Plant Man in the plant area, we got robot uh, guy in Antarctica. We've got. I really like the idea of like an abandoned, twisted amusement park being where Halloween Jack has his throne. Coney Island. Yes. <laughs> Precisely, and he's queen. Yeah, exactly, like like Halloween Jack's got that feel to it. Plant guy's got that feel to it. The uh, Antarctica robot possible thing that whatever's in the future, we can figure out more desert stuff, like Egyptian stuff, like you know whatever. We the, the now 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 that we're discussing that it's Earth, let's open up Earth a little bit more, see what more the the planet itself can offer us, especially after a thousand years after a nuclear fallout. And let me just say, as as the guy drawing all this shit, I cannot wait to draw. The kid and all the '90s gear. <laughs> Rollerblades. I am, I am going underline to, bold in red. High tops that deploy 
rollerblades and well, she have just, rockets she attached to the back. She could just make her own rollerblades. Like if she's just like if she finds like a pair of high tops and is like, oh, this is what humans wore. And she loves humans. She loves the masters. She puts them on and then she sees like masters on rollerblades. She's like, I'm going to build that out of this. She could just build high top rollerblades. They light up and they are powered by rockets. <laughs> they light up as she rolls. I, I don't know about the rockets, <laughs> but let's light up. Yeah, that definitely. Definitely. Light, up, light, light like, up high tops are yeah that's pretty good that's a good that's a good start I, I feel what's good about what we have is here we, we do have a core cast finally yeah like finally and we have two things two important things on the map we have glampire's dominion and we have the 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 like su- somewhat subterranean base that the lightning dogs operate out of mm-hmm. and i feel like now we're in a position where between those two opposing forces we, we can, can now fill in the middle fill the rest of that fill the rest of this world yeah so that's great and that uh we got the comet coming out eventually later this year i don't know what the deadlines are for that but it's our, we're doing it's our coming part. your way it's gonna um, happen and even if the comic decides that eh, lightning dogs is coming yeah. Uh, and so now we just got to figure out what the next step is. So uh, we hope you take that step with us. <laughs> uh, We're going to start pitching Star is next. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Uh, Brian's got an awesome Atomic Robo Kickstarter going on right now. You should support it. It hasn't been nearly overfunded enough. No. <laughs> hey, if you want if you want some atomic robo merch finally this is what you want yeah this is definitely it <laughs> and of course nerdy show is listener supported you make this show and lightning dogs and uh and everything on the network possible yes you uh, with your love and support so uh we got i gotta give some shout outs to awesome people who sent us some money and uh, earned some microsodes and so on and so forth uh red menace says i found you through ghostbusters resurrection and thanks for supporting it what really got me to support you was the fact that Cap went uh, went to so much trouble on my behalf on the forum. Just a part of the discussion for the ghost dies. Don't even don't think twice about it, man. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, we actually had a discussion on the forums about whether or not to uh, try to make some new merch, uh, some official, unofficial Ghostbusters Resurrection ghost dice cards for the new equipment, and a really cool package with containment field style dice cup. Interest has been good so far. Uh, if you, if this sounds cool to you, the ability to uh, play your own games of the Ghostbusters role-playing system, of which the books for are freely available online through many sources, and you want to do it in style, we would like to facilitate you doing it in style. So if, you, if that sounds cool to you, let us know. Yeah. I will say the hardest part about getting our game started was figuring out how to do the ghost eye, figuring out how to do the other dice and everything else. And I had to make custom cards. So I really thought it would be cool if we could just make it one step for anyone who really wants to play. Just now you can now boom, you have your own franchise. Go. You don't have to suffer like Doug did. Yeah. Get the nerdy show. Official unofficial. <laughs> you Ghostbusters ghost. Eye. And you don't even have to make a podcast. <laughs> like, just play, play podcast it and just have off, fun. Yeah. Don't even worry about the rest of it. <laughs> that, that, there's going to be a link in this episode's page. If that sounds cool to you, hop on the nerdy show forums and let us know that you want that. Uh, hopefully it's something we'll be able to get rolling. It's uh, it's got some maybe no pun intended pre-order. Uh, uh, pre- <laughs> we might need to do pre-orders, get some starting capital going to develop all this. But you know, we'll see. I, I, it's something I definitely want to do. Brent Richard says, "Just listen to the Paranoia XP episode after binge listening to the Microsode. That was cray cray." <laughs> Nathaniel Kraft said, "Love the show and I'm so happy I found it. Feel like I've rediscovered my nerdy tribe. Really enjoyed Paranoia XP. Brilliantly done. Thanks for what you guys do." Aww. Big bad shadow man sent us some love for Ghostbusters. That guy, dang man, that's like that's like three for three. <laughs> I'm I'm flattered. Just wait, it'll be four for four, then five for five, and then all of a sudden you're gonna be looking at him and going, "Don't put pressure on me, man! I still got work to do." Mauron said, "So yeah, I felt like a microsode this month. What smiley face? Unfortunately, just missed it. Oh, but Mauron, you still my maple syrup baby. So, and since Colin's not here." 
Uh, he got beat out by uh, Vetus Clemency, uh, who wrote us a very wonderful letter, uh, which I will read. I began listening to Nerdy Show all the way back when Brian first posted about his appearance on the show during season one, when he appeared on the robot-themed episode uh, to talk about robotics and media. I've been a changed man ever since. It was because of the show that I found my music niche that I've become so passionate about, role-playing, and that I felt like there are people like me out there in the multiverse. Throughout the years, due to lack of monetary sustenance, I've instead tried to support the show in different ways, submitting a perspective title to a D&D episode under my real name, Matthew, taking part in discussions on the forums. Most recently, it was authoring Bath Salt Zombies for the Fan Love Contest un- <laughs> under the nom de plume Vetus Clemency, which was written, ironically, under the influence of painkillers as I was recovering from back surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Back salts, they're called. <laughs> and now, as I drive an hour and a half every day to my new job, I find myself listening to the show once again to get me through another job, just as I had when I was first introduced to the crew and the red-headed monkey. I also find myself in a position to finally compensate at least a fraction of what you all deserve. Thank you so much for all you've done and continue to do. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm reaching the $100 limit for your microsoft, I would like to request the topic that I'm passionate about, horror films. I myself specialize in the found footage genre horror, but I would love to get your views on the different subgenres of horror from slasher to Japanese-inspired films. Thank you for all you do. Matthew Bott, a.k.a. Vetus Clemency. That's awesome. That is How do you specialize in found footage films? You just stalk families that are taking home <laughs> movies and then kill them and then go, oh! <laughs> Why, yeah, Brian. How much of that is there? I'm sure in the um, yours is going to be great. I'm going to win all sorts of awards. I mean, movies out there in the in the black market snuff film market. I'm sure there's plenty, Brian. I don't own a camera or a phone with a camera or a phone (laughs) or a camera. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks so much to everybody who contributed to the show. You guys are awesome, and like I said, you make us you make us happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. Amazing. Deep seated need for you guys to love us. (laughs) please love us please (laughs) doug's crying it's doug you hear every time not cap as soon as we stop recording i just burst into tears no one loves us (laughs) why no they love us no one loves you oh god (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks so much for listening there'll be more lightning dogs to come definitely talk to us about lightning dogs don't stop talking to us about lightning yeah please And fan art, guys, by all means, keep sending us fan art. We fucking love fan art. We got some new stuff in between this episode and the last. Some Diamond Dogs concepts. One very different, very interesting battle-armored sort of Diamond Dog from Mattisam. And then Anique Zimmer sent us a crystalline design uh, in sort of an Anubis shape, which is really cool because it's actually a path that I was already going down when I, when I did some sketches. And this is a better version of the thing that I doodled. So that's really cool. I like it more than the one I did. <laughs> so yeah, fan art is still good. Just And you can send that to info at nerdyshow.com or post it on the forums. And I keep mentioning that we had a, uh, we have a, a, lightning do- a designated Lightning Dogs page, but I completely forgot to mention that we also have lightningdogs.com. So you can just go to lightningdogs.com and it'll take you directly to it, which is cool. So we'll see you next time. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Doug. So long, everybody. I'm Tony. Bye, I'm Hex. Bye, I'm Brian. All right, and taking us out, we actually have a Lightning Dogs theme in the works. We don't have it yet. We have made some deals, and there's one on the way. I found a track that I felt was really appropriate for Lightning Dogs. I think it might be, uh, maybe, maybe for the clo- since we got a theme song, maybe like a closing theme. It's at face value, very appropriate. It's called Warriors of the Wasteland. It's by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. 
from their forgotten second album, Liverpool. The whole album's amazing and I highly recommend it. This song is especially awesome, and I think you can agree that the chorus and the music really speak to the tone of Lightning Dogs.
listening to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is made possible by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza, my footmen, and the generous support of listeners like you. How nice it is that you have money to give. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, or making a contribution in our monthly support drive, which helps our valets. Very much so. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programming, community forums, videos, and articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We can save the Abbey together. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.